Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. And we shall read from verse 10 onwards. Luke chapter 9 and from verse 10 onwards. And the apostles, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately into a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. There's something happening here, very important thing that is happening in the midst of the people in a deserted place where Jesus Christ is there. His disciples are there. Jesus and his disciples went uh, privately, so to speak, to have a private meeting, a time of teaching for the disciples. But the people heard of it and they all came to that place. So now the whole place is crowded with people and while they are there and the place is recorded here, it's called Bethsaida and in that city of Bethsaida, Jesus is teaching there. He's teaching his words of life to the people there and all of them are sitting there from little ones to the oldest. They are sitting and they're hearing the word of God and what was he teaching about? He was teaching about the kingdom of God. Jesus was not saying some short stories and Shortcuts to, hey, how to receive your healing. Three quick steps now. I'll teach you how to get your healing and how to, you know, become a superstar with what you have. No. Jesus was teaching the most important thing, which was how to live for the next world. Hallelujah. Let thy kingdom and not come when I go there. No. Come here while I'm here. Bringing the kingdom of God to where we are is the most important thing. Then we cannot be dominated by anything that is around us. If we have the kingdom of God in us and around us and where we are, we take it wherever we go. And no force can overpower anyone who has the kingdom of God with them all the time. So Jesus Christ was teaching them about the kingdom of God. And then he healed those who had need of healing. Very important. The word need of healing. Whoever needed healing, Jesus healed them. Do we have that need for healing today? God is speaking to our hearts. Many times we can be where Christ is, but not have the need for it. There are people who say, I'm fine with my sickness. But we need to have the need. God, I want to be healed. God, I want to be healed. God, I want to be healed. And all those who have the need and know the need for that, Jesus heals all of them. It's good news. When we say, Lord, I am in need of you, Jesus will come and he will touch us. When we say, Lord, I need your healing. When we say that we need the healing of God or the touch of God, God Almighty, he comes and he touches his people and he gives to them that which they are seeking God from. And so these people are all there. They all got healed. They all heard the good word of the Lord and they received everything. And then verse 12, when the day began to wear away, the 12 came and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions for we are in a deserted place here. Oh, we see these bright, um, uh, disciples with their bright ideas coming to Jesus. Once again, they're saying, Lord, um, 
I'm telling you something that you don't know. You know, you're talking, talking all the time and, and, um, you are teaching, teaching all the time and healing, healing all the time. There's a limit to it. How long? It's late now. When are going to be sleeping here? Then I'm going to be sleeping here. Tell them goodbye. Go home. You got what you wanted. Bye. Tell them, Lord, send them as if Jesus doesn't know. Now you see here, the beautiful part here is, All of them sat there for a long time until it really got late. Nobody got up. Nobody said that. Jesus, it's one hour. Jesus, it's two hours. Jesus, we're hungry. Jesus, my babies. Jesus, my little ones. Jesus, my elderly. Jesus, what about me? My tummy. Lord, my ankles. My knee. Lord, I can't sit this long. I can't be here this long. This is too long. Long service? These people stayed for a long time there. You know why? The kingdom of God was there. And they valued the kingdom of God. All those who valued the kingdom of God, all of them stayed there. The king was there. And he was teaching to those people about the kingdom of God. What a beautiful God we have. He didn't say, well, I'm going to teach the kingdom of God only to my disciples and all of you. You get healed and go home. No. He wanted all those who came to know about his kingdom. He wanted each one to live like his prince and his princess. And the same God who called the 12 disciples also had compassion over all those who came. All those who were in need, they all came with a need for healing. And Jesus said, I'm not going to do a disservice to you by just healing you, your body. I'm going to feed your soul. Your soul is sick. I'm going to treat your soul and I'm going to treat your body. Sometimes we can go and we can go to a doctor and say, oh, you know, I have this runny nose and uh, that's all you talk only about runny nose, but you have something that is causing that runny nose that will be revealed to you by your blood test or, you know, some kind of x-ray, whatever it is. The report will come after that and the doctor will say, it's not just runny nose because your focus is runny nose, but there's something else deeper underneath this and that needs to be taken care of. Jesus is like that. Many times we go to the Lord and we say, Lord, my ankle, my elbow, my wrist, my hip, my shoulder, my head, and and my school, and my sports, and all these things will come to the Lord for. And when God sees it, he says, I care about your hip, your elbow, your knee, your shoulder, your sports, your school, everything I care about. But you know what? You are sick on the inside. If you're not treated here, all these things are not going to really work out because... This will take care of that. And so Jesus Christ, when he saw all these people, he just didn't say, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, go home. No. That would have been much easier for him if he would have just done that. Because he could have just said that, heal all of you and go home. (laughs) That's it. He would have had a good time sleeping and vacationing with his disciples. He didn't do that. Jesus was the best teacher on the face of the earth. Best healer. He taught his people about eternal things because Jesus, the word, valued the word. Hallelujah. There's no healing, there's no deliverance, no miracles without the word. The word takes preeminence over everything. And by his word, he healed his people. And so he's, the word standing there, giving them the word, they all sat there valuing the word. It's so important for us to value the word of God. If it takes longer, we know that there's more work that is taking place. It's a privilege. Right? You go to a restaurant and you try to eat and 15 minutes you sit there and within 15 minutes um, the waiter comes there or the manager comes there and say, get out, we need this table. What do you say? Take your food, get out. We need somebody else to come and sit here. We need the table. You're not going to be happy. You're going to say, I came here to eat. I have to sit and eat. But many times when we come to the house of God, we all want to leave. 
quickly without having received everything from God not even having the time to eat the food we want everything what halfway half cooked half swallowed quarter plate sick society a society that doesn't value the presence of God a society that doesn't value the word of God a society that is blind to the works of God will always be hasty will always not value what God is doing will totally be blind to the realm of God it is a privilege when we are there and when we are when we are allowed to be in the presence of God have you ever thought of that for God to allow us to be in his presence and to lavish us with his food it's a gift from God May God help us to understand the magnitude of what he has given to us. He paid the costliest price so that we can be in the presence of God. So that we can receive everything that God has for us. So these people were sitting there. They received everything that the Lord gave and they were in the presence of God. And after they received everything from the Lord Jesus Christ. After they received everything from the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus healed them. He gave them his word and he blessed them. And after all these things happened, it became dark. So they stayed there for a while until everything was over. Nobody left. Jesus didn't say goodbye and they didn't say goodbye because it was so glorious. And the disciples are coming. Many times, many people are like that. Jesus knows what's happening and the people are receiving and then somebody in the middle is saying, too long, too long, quick, finish, Jesus, Jesus, hurry up, Jesus. This Jesus has no time cost of it at all. He's just dragging the service. You know what? He doesn't have a wife, he doesn't have kids and he doesn't know, you know, what it means to go home and cook and prepare and he's just talking and talking and talking and healing and there are some people who say, oh, I get healed and I run away. I'm not going to stay here. These people were not like that. These people were not saying, oh, I'll get my healing and I'll run away, I'll go home. They were there for the word. They were there for the Lord. They were there to receive every bit of what Jesus had to offer. We must be like that. Not be self-centered. And not be slow of understanding. But really grasp what God has for us. In its entirety. And here we see, all of them are sitting here. The disciples came and they said, send the multitude away. Can't believe these people. We thought that these will get up and go. It's getting dark and no one is leaving. What's wrong with these people? Are they thinking that we're going to give them food? That's what they had a thought. Going to Jesus and saying, what it says, you know what it shows? The disciples were hungry. (laughs) They were not in tune with what was happening, you see? Can we be like that? Can we be where God is working and be so close to Jesus? And be totally out of what is happening. It's very dangerous. Being there, but not realizing what is happening, not realizing the value of it, not realizing that heaven has invaded earth. Even the common people have an understanding of it and they are not leaving. But the disciples came and he said, send them away, Jesus, send them away. We have better things to do. They are hungry. They may be hungry, but the disciples were hungry. The people didn't complain. 
people didn't say, Lord, I'm hungry and the babies are crying and you know, my elderly are hungry and my stomach is growling and no. The disciples came and said that. Not a good sign. Jesus had something in mind. When we value the presence of God, when we value God himself, when we value the word of God, God will do a miracle for such people who esteem his presence and esteem his word. Those are the ones who will actually enter into that glory zone, glory realm. Otherwise, we can still be there. It'll be like rain falling over us without absorbing that which is coming to us. So here, let's go to verse 12. When the day began to wear away, the 12 came and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions for we are in a deserted place here. And he said to them, you give them something to eat. Jesus looked at them, he said, hmm, you guys are so self-centered, you're concerned about yourself, you want to get rid of them. Let me give you something to do. Give them something to eat. You're trying to send them home? No. Keep them here and feed them. Now they're thinking, what have we gotten ourselves into? What is this? We thought Jesus would be just like us, say, go, 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 go. You know who was the hungriest of all who should have been Jesus? Pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. He should have been the most exhausted and the hungriest out of all. But you don't see that in Jesus. The disciples are sitting there and they're probably looking at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock service at 3, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Jesus, <laughs> get up, sit down, sit down, get up. Look at me, Jesus. It's getting late. Jesus, look at, look at the baby over there. Look, look at the granny over there. Look at this person over there. Look at that person over there. Trying to get Jesus' attention. For what? Send them away. Send them away. At least, Jesus, I'm hungry. Send them away. But Jesus said, give them, you give them something to eat. You're concerned about food? Go ahead. You take care of it. Not only you, you're supposed to love your neighbors yourself, right? Right? You're hungry, your tummy's growling, their tummies are growling. You want them to walk home like that? Hungry and exhausted? Give them something to eat. What did Jesus say here? He said, hmm, this guy is trying to play very smart over here to Jesus. And Jesus said, let me show you something. What is missing in you? Compassion. Compassion for those who are there. They're all there sitting all this time and they have forgotten about their food. They have forgotten about everything and they're experiencing the glory of God and these people are out of it and they're concerned about time and they're concerned about food. Jesus said, you're concerned about the things of this world? Go provide for that. Not only for you, you have to love them as yourself. Go, do it for them. Now, let's read verse 14. For there were about 5,000 men. Think about that. Just men, 5,000. You'll have lots of women women and lots of children. Lots of babies and lots and lots of people. So now they would have thought, what is this? How can we do this? Now, with all these people there, Jesus does a miracle. I'm not going to go into the rest of the story. Most of you know about it. If you don't know about it, read it. If you know about it, read it. Just go home and read the rest of this section here. Luke 9, you can read all the way to verse 17. 
Jesus does a miracle here to the people who were there. Jesus didn't say, okay, I'm sending them all home and I'll do a miracle for just the 12 people and we all eat secret food. No. He did a miracle to every single one who came to him. He said, you came here and you stayed here. You listened to my words. You just didn't get up and go right after you got healed. Let's take my family and go home. We got what we wanted to get. But you stayed here because you valued the word of God. Because you valued the presence of God. Because you valued other people's healing that you were there. While others were receiving the healing. Now I'm going to give you all an experience that you never experienced before. Which is witnessing the multiplication of bread and fish. In the wilderness, how God provided food. It didn't come out of nowhere. It came from God. Supernatural experiences are reserved for those who forget about the earthly things and are keen on the eternal things. When our minds are stayed upon God, the perfect peace of God is there and the spiritual experiences that God reserves are revealed to them in very specific moments. God-ordained moments. You call that God-ordained moments. God has a God-ordained moment in your life. When you seek after the things of God, when you seek after the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and make that your priority, God guarantees supernatural experiences, divine multiplication, divine visitation, divine provision, miracles that only He will do for those who value the word and the presence of God. This is the promise that God is giving for each one of you here. You put God first. You make God your priority. You seek God in His kingdom first. Everything that you need and much more shall be given to you, not by natural means, but by supernatural means. Not by natural means, but by supernatural means. This group of people who tarried, forgetting about the time, forgetting about the food, forgetting about everything, and stayed with Jesus, experienced what the rest of the world never got to experience. They ate that multiplied miracle bread and miracle fish. It came from God Almighty. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever you need, when you make God your priority, when you forget about the earthly needs, and you make your spiritual needs more important than your physical needs, God will meet your physical needs, not according to what you have, but according to His riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. So where is it coming from? Heaven's storehouse. You want to have heaven's supply? You want to have heaven's provision? You want to experience miracle from the hand of the king? Then be someone who is not earthly minded, but heavenly minded. Be someone who will take care of your soul. Be someone who will give priority to the things of God, the souls of your children. There are many mothers 
Many little ones, many elderly, all kinds of people there. All of them got to taste. Eat, be satisfied with heaven's provision. Thank you, Jesus. Heaven's provision is for sure to all those who don't run after the things of the world. The disciples got to learn that lesson that day. The people who didn't worry about it, it just came to their hands because they cared about the things of God. What we need will come to us when we forsake running after those things and we make the choice to run after the things of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Make a commitment to God today and say, Lord, I'm going to seek you and your kingdom first. Lord, I'm going to look towards heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to look towards heaven. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, oh, Father, I'm going to look towards heaven. Hallelujah. I'm going to look towards the city that is not built by hands. Hallelujah. I'm going to look to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.